Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus do you know what i use to record these podcasts it's anchor by spotify it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place let me explain anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports, Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, October 11th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him. Make him your dentist today. 317 849 2933. You're ready for some basketball? I'm ready for professional basketball. I'm wearing a Pacers t shirt. I'm wearing a Pacers pullover. I am ready to see the Pacers play because I love the way this team is coming together. I love the way they talk. I love the way they think. I love the way they're being coached. I think Kevin Pritchard has been a visionary in how he's constructed this roster. I think that they are going to provide. 82 really, really entertaining opportunities for us to watch professional basketball here in central Indiana. And I think they're going to wind up winning home court advantage. Like some people, some of these knuckleheads, some of these national guys are like, hey, you know, I see the Pacers on the outside looking in. Oladipo's not there, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I think the Pacers without Victor Oladipo would be a playoff team. And I think with Victor Oladipo coming back off that torn quad tendon, I think when he comes back, the Pacers become one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, and I think that they are going to win home court advantage through at least the first round of the playoffs. I think the Eastern Conference is wide open. Malcolm Brogdon is going to be one of the most popular players in Pacers history. You've got the two bigs, Sabonis and Turner, are going to start together and play a bunch of minutes together. Goga Batadze is, I I think, going to be a revelation. I think he was a great selection by the Indiana Pacers. And then you've got guys like T.J. Warren and Jeremy Lamb and T.J. McConnell, all the T.J.'s, and, uh, you know, Leaf is going to be better. The problem for Nate McMillan is going to be, okay, who's in the rotation and who's on the outside of the rotation? He says those things kind of work themselves out. Well, you know what? Sometimes not. And you're going to have guys sitting who believe that they should have an opportunity to play. That's going to wind up being a challenge. But these are team-first guys. 
That is how Kevin Pritchard has built this team. Team first guys, not businessmen, not brands, but players. And I can't wait to watch him tonight play against the Chicago Bulls at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, 7 o'clock tonight on Fox Sports Indiana. JJ with the pregame. Then you've got Chris and Quinn with the, uh, the apt description of the action, which is what they provided us when the Pacers were in India. They were in St. Louis. The team was in India. They were watching the satellite feed like the rest of us, and describing what they saw, and I thought they did a terrific job. Anyway, I think the Pacers are going to be absolutely tremendous. It's a Friday. Let's have Harry ask some questions. Harry is always pithy, and I look forward to his uh, inquiries. Harry, how you doing this afternoon all the way up there in Chicago? Oh, I couldn't be better, Gunilra. It's nipply out here. I don't know the weather in Indy, but in Chicago... It's about 43 degrees, I think. <laughs> Speaking of nipply, go outside and swing around, Dutchie. Take a, take a turn, spin up there, and, and when your thermometers pop through your blouse, let me know. I'll come out and, and play meteorologist for you. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No offense. Number one. The Pacers need to sign Domas Sabonis to an extension. You know, I don't know whether they need to or not. I know they need to keep him. But even if you don't extend him, look, and somebody at the end of this coming season, somebody at the end of it uh, makes him a decent offer, the Pacers are going to match. They've got the right to match that offer. And so I I think it would be a good thing because I think it shows that they believe in Domas Sabonis in the same measure that they believed in Miles Turner when they did the same thing a year ago for Miles. But, uh, you know, I I think they're pot committed to holding on to Domas Sabonis. And because of that, he's going to wind up being a pacer for a while. But, you know, is the sky going to fall if Sabonis isn't offered or sign an extension? I I don't think so. I think it's fine. I love that these two guys are going to play together. I love Sabonis. Sabonis has got some ornery to him, and I like ornery basketball players. I think he's one of those guys who brings a physicality into the middle for the Pacers. And Miles Turner, for all of his gifts— physicality, not really one of them. He's not a tough guy. You know, if you were in a foxhole, maybe this is unfair, but if you're in a foxhole, and and if you were in a foxhole with Miles Turner and Domas Sabonis, they're probably going to draw fire first because they're 6'11", 7 feet tall, and I don't know that, that they would fit in a foxhole. But if you're in a foxhole with one of those, where with both those guys, and you've got to pick one to go charge a, uh, you know, a grenade nest or a, a machine gun nest, I'm taking Sabonis. You know what I mean? Uh, so I and I think Sabonis is going to be a better shooter this year. The guy who's kind of the wild card in this whole uh, recipe of bigs for the Indiana Pacers is Goga Batadze, because I think Batadze is going to be really, really good. I think in three years. He is going to, people are going to look at Batadze and say, man, am I glad we got that guy? Because that guy is going to be able to shoot. He's going to be a really, really good stretch four or stretch five. And you talk about tough-minded. This is a guy in the Republic of Georgia where he grew up. That was, people say war-torn Georgia. They ain't kidding. Goga Batadze was in the middle of a war zone and was homeless. 
for a period of time when he lived in Georgia. This is a guy who knows what adversity looks like, and he knows not to wince when he sees it or experiences it. I like Batadza. Number two, I do too. He's got that mustache. <laughs> I like guys with mustaches. Their mustaches are fun. And any right, Dutchie? <laughs> Number two, the Colts' bye week came at the right time. Is that a question or a statement? Well, I don't know. How about this, you wise ass? Did the Colts' bye week come at the right time? Is that a question more to your liking? I like questions. I, you know what? You want to throw statements at me? Go ahead. I'm sorry I made such a, uh, such a scene. I don't know that it can come at a bad time. I think it's really good that they beat the Chiefs on the road and they prove to themselves they can do it. It gives you a bounce in your step going into a bye week. The thing you don't want to have happen before a bye week is you get your ass beat, especially upset. That's bad. That's bad mojo going into a bye week. To come in off that victory and to have the games that they've got coming up, I think that this is a good time. Plus, the Texans, they've got to go to Arrowhead Stadium now and play the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend before then traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts. The Chiefs are not going to be in a very good mood. And because of that, hopefully they get beat around a little bit and then they come into Indianapolis and and the Colts can have their way with them. Because look at what happens for the Colts after they play the Texans. And if they beat the Texans, they go to 4-2. and two. And if the Texans lose to the Chiefs this weekend, you, you got an opportunity to really clear some space at the top of the AFC South. But let's move beyond that and that game. Let's say the Colts win. They've got a home game against Denver. Denver stinks on ice. They're terrible. Colts are going to win that game. Then the Colts travel to Pittsburgh. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for Pittsburgh at that point. You, you could have uh, Neil O'Donnell come back or Bubby Brister come back and play quarterback by that point for the Steelers. Then you come back home for two. One, the first, is against Miami. The Dolphins are worse than the Denver Broncos. The Dolphins, they don't even want to win. They're trying to stink to, to succeed. They're trying to get the number one overall draft pick. They don't want to win. And then you've got Jacksonville. You're going to beat Jacksonville at home. If the Colts can beat Houston at Lucas Oil Stadium a week from Sunday, you have a really good chance of running the next five and being eight and two before things get a little bit tight as you start to play more and more AFC South competition. I think that first game after these five is at Houston. Then you've got another game against Tennessee. You've got another game against Jacksonville. You've got some games against the AFC or the NFC South as well. I think the Saints and uh, the Buccaneers, the Panthers also. If you can find a way to eight and two, you got a really good chance. Eight and two and then split the rest. You go 11 and five and you got a shot maybe at a first-round bye, you'll almost certainly win the AFC South. If you can go 4-2 and two over those last six, if they win the next five, you're talking about 12-4. and four. And uh, the likelihood of a first-round bye, that's what the Colts are playing for. And really, the, the road to success, that recipe has already been set. 
You you do what you need to do defensively, right? And that's from kind of a disciplinary standpoint. You've got to mind your gaps and attack when you can attack, cause some turnovers. And then offensively, if this offensive line stays healthy, you're going to be able to run the ball, especially late in games, which gives you a great opportunity to win games late. I love where the Colts are right now. So happy to see the Colts succeed because I'm not feeling good about the Chicago Bears. I, I think <laughs> Chuck Pagano running that defense, that's laughable to me. Number three, the NBA was right to agree to Chinese authorities or with Chinese authorities to not allow media any access to teams or Adam Silver for Saturday's game between the Lakers and the Nets in China. Here's what I would like to see the NBA do. I would like to see the NBA tell China to kiss their ass. And they just walk away from China, walk away from the Chinese money, and be done with the Chinese. That's what I would like to see. The Chinese think that they can dictate policy to the NBA because the Chinese are very important economically to the NBA. I'd like the NBA to choose principle over pragmatics and tell the Chinese to go eat it. Fly these two teams out and say to hell with you. That's what I would like to see. That's not going to happen. Calmer heads will prevail and have prevailed. And that's Adam Silver, a very calm, very, um, in, in some ways, deferential commissioner for the NBA. And that deferential part, that's entirely appropriate when you're dealing with people from a place of economic need. So that's fine. I'm not being critical of Adam Silver, that he is not doing what I would do. I actually applaud him for Uh, the players. They don't like talking to the media that much anyway. So I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, I, I do wish that the NBA would draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, this is where we live. This is the National Basketball Association. It's not the Global Basketball Association. And when we travel, we bring America with us. We are not comporting ourselves and our behavior to your social mores and your political agenda. We're just not going to do that. I'd like to see that happen. It likely won't. I don't know what kind of what kind of wisdom we would glean from any conversation with NBA players. They certainly don't want to discuss it, and uh, they, they're going to have ample opportunity when they get home anyway. So uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. But I would kind of like the NBA to stand up to China and say, you know what, eat it. We're not dealing with you anymore. There will be no further games, uh, NBA games in China. You know, the NBA kind of played hardball with Charlotte, right? The, with the, the All-Star game. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the NBA play that kind of hardball with the Chinese. I think that would be a pretty good thing. Number four. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> you, you go out on a skinny limb with the Chinese. Number four. Which team, IU, Purdue, or Notre Dame, needs a win most tomorrow? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Look, if Purdue doesn't win tomorrow, they are not going to a bowl. If they don't beat Maryland at Ross-Aid Stadium, they are not going to a bowl because they've got games remaining against Iowa and against uh, Wisconsin. 
They are not going to beat Wisconsin, and beating Iowa is going to be a tough putt unless uh, Sindelar is back by that point, and it looks like he's not going to be back. So winning tomorrow, if they lose, they're out. If they win, it's not likely they're going to a bowl either, but if they lose, they are virtually eliminated from bowl consideration. For Indiana, Indiana's got to beat Rutgers. I, hell's bells, if you can't beat Rutgers, fold up the tent and go home. Rutgers is in a complete state of disarray. That program is foundering like there's no gravity. It, it's They're an embarrassment right now to the Big Ten. Them coming to Memorial Stadium for homecoming, again, if Indiana can't win that game, it should resign from uh, the Big Ten and not play football anymore at all. That That's how debilitating and embarrassing a loss this would be if Indiana loses to Rutgers. With Michael Penix healthy, Indiana should beat Rutgers easily. And if they do, they're at four wins. Then they've got some games left that they've got to win. Obviously, they've got to win too. If they can beat Northwestern and they can beat Purdue, they go to a bowl if they win tomorrow. That's key. They've got Penn State coming up. They're not going to beat Penn State. They've got Nebraska at Nebraska. I think that is really unlikely as a win. They've got Michigan in Bloomington at Memorial Stadium. You know what? That game kind of slots for Michigan between Michigan, the Michigan State game and the Ohio State game. So if you're going to have kind of a week where you say, I can't concentrate. If you have that kind of week, you're going to do it against Indiana. And Indiana with Penix is good enough to beat Michigan if Michigan isn't on their game at Indiana. So uh, I I do think that Indiana's got to win this game. If they're going to go to a bowl, they've got to win this game. If they don't win this game, they shouldn't go to a bowl, period. Notre Dame, if they don't win, they are not going to the the, uh, national championship tournament in in college football. They aren't going to be ranked among the top four teams in college football if they lose tomorrow. USC going to South Bend, you've got to win that game, and not just win that game, but you've got to win it You've got to win it with panache, all right? You have to dominate USC because USC, they lost to Brigham Young on the road. They lost to Washington on the road. This is not a great football team, and they've already got the loss against Georgia. They hung in at Georgia. That's something to be, you know, cherished, I guess, if they had found a way to win that game. They're likely a team in that national championship tournament. But uh, through that loss, they make it really hard for themselves. If they don't win tomorrow, they're completely out of that conversation. Number five, did you answer? When, uh, uh, I'm not sure we got a definitive response. Well, let's say Notre Dame. All right, because Notre Dame's still in the conversation for the big tournament. Indiana's talking about going to the Music City Bowl. Purdue, they're one and four. So let's be honest. You know, Notre Dame is actually playing for something that the other two teams can only dream of, and so let's say Notre Dame. Fair enough, Ganilra. All right, number five is Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in NFL history. (laughs) I know you hate these questions. I do hate these questions, and I'll tell you why. Because it's impossible to say. We can't say it's like asking who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Well, hell, right now LeBron James is because he's like 35 years old and Michael is 56. So, yeah, LeBron is better today 
That's what's important. In this generation, Bill Belichick is the best coach in the NFL. The previous generation, you're kind of talking about Bill Walsh, and you're talking about Don Shula, and you're talking about Tom Landry, Bill Parcells. The previous generation from that, maybe Curly Lambeau, George Hallis. You've got a bunch of coaches historically who were very good during the period of time they coached. If you matched up George Hallis in in the 1930s versus 2017's or 2018's Bill Belichick, you know what? I don't know who's a better coach. How the hell do we know? The game's completely changed, for God's sake. The, the Bears and George Hallis invented the T-formation. All right? What is the Belichickian thing that has developed in the NFL because of his being involved in it? Paul Brown was, was a master of football. Don Coriel, for God's sake, was an absolute genius where it came to offensive football. Bill Belichick, when he retires, what's he going to be known for? Championships, certainly. But what kind of evolution will he be responsible for in the NFL? You talk about all these other guys. Talk about Tom Landry and the flex defense, right? Don Shula didn't just win with the Dolphins. He won with the Colts as well. So you've got a guy who won for two teams. Bill Belichick, he didn't get it done in Cleveland. So how do you factor that into the equation? You just can't answer these questions. They're totally academic. They're debates without an, without an answer, without any correctness. So I, I find them, you know what, in a bar, if you got time on your hands and you're about five hours into a bender and you're sitting with a guy and you want to have an argument like that, go ahead and have an argument like that. But to have a serious discussion about whether Curly Lambeau, Paul Brown, or Bill Belichick was the best coach, or Bill Walsh, or Don Shula, like, you can't have that conversation. It doesn't even make sense. The game has evolved. It's different. There is nothing similar between the NFL of 2019 and the NFL of 1938, for God's sake. So talking about who's the best coach among all of the people who have coached during the 100 seasons of professional football, I think it's a total waste of time. Well put, I'm going back to the bar. Let me check two thermometers on Dutchie standing out on the, the corner of Ontario and Clark. Come here, Dutchie. Ding! Ding! Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> back to you, Reds. Hey, the National League Championship Series starts tonight in what is going to be a brutally cold St. Louis. It was gorgeous there just about 12 hours ago. Now, not so much. Temperatures will be in the upper 30s, maybe the low 40s. And uh, the Cardinals, I think they got to get off to a good start in this series. If they're going to Anibal Sanchez on the bump for the Nationals, you got to be able to beat Sanchez because it's going to be difficult to beat Scherzer or Strasburg. We'll see what happens tonight. High school football, it's kind of a chilly night, but you're going to be able to survive it. So let's get out there and, and have some fun watching these kids play. They work awful hard. You've got Heritage Christian at Howard Central at Carmel, North Central at Pike, Ron Colley at Columbus Northwood, Franklin Central at Hamilton Southeastern, Brownsburg at Noblesville, Bloomfield Hills Rice at Guerin Catholic, Avon at Zionsville, Attucks at Washington, Southport at Terre Haute South, Lawrence North at Center Grove, Ritter at Cecina, Cathedral at Brabroth, Fishers at Westfield, Covenant Christian at Park Tudor, and Ben Davis 
at Lawrence Central. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you bright and early Monday morning breakfast with Kent, always at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15 on Periscope Live, a show so nice we do it twice, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give them a call, 317-849-2933. Join me Monday morning. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.